Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you, are you done yet? We're going to start the show. Mm-hmm. fans welcome back to the black and gold hockey podcast this is episode 189 brought to you by show sponsor betonline.ag i am coming in hot this week with my best friend the best co-host and i always say that because she is the only co-host on this and i have to give her a ton of credit but heather ingerson what's up nothing i don't know what you're so perky about but i guess i have to start the show with somewhat perkiness you know what i mean good thing you have the energy level it was good we didn't record before because the after recording at least we can get straight to my actual mood it'll be great but i'm glad you have the energy my friend because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about and i'm gonna need you to keep that because i'm like no i know i know uh, as soon as we get it right into it i'm sure my mood is gonna change um, but we'll see about that. So I'll feel better after I talk out my problems. <laughs> uh, so uh, just a, a minute. Uh, how was your week? Anything good besides uh, um, what we're going to talk about later? No, uh, pretty much work and hockey, work and hockey, work and hockey. Uh, some bike rides or whatever with my kid. Well, he was riding a bike. I just power walk. Uh, you know, whatever. 
got out a little bit, saw a couple friends, you know, social distance wise, which was nice. And uh, yeah, that's it. And not feeling very enthusiastic about Sunday, but the rest of the week was pretty good. My eyes hate me, but (laughs) I'm a little mad at the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they can rectify that situation tonight. Yes, hopefully they can take down the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. How was your week, my friend? It was good. It was uh, just another busy work week. Um, Crazy, crazy, crazy times and blah, blah, blah. And just working on the website, podcast stuff and um, paperwork has been filed for us to legitimately have a uh, sports media company. So I am starting Black and Gold Productions and um, it is going to be an LLC company. So small steps, a lot of money, but whatever. It's, it's, it, it has to be done. So I was going to say, I actually want to say that I was going to say it more towards the end, but since you brought it up, 2000 articles, guys, the yeah, writers, yeah, the absolutely. awesomeness, absolutely. black the, and gold. The whole crew at uh, the black and gold hockey.com um, past and present uh, been beauties and so on. Uh, but we have uh, hit the threshold of 2000 articles since the, uh, the website went live in 2017 so that is over over 2000 now because that was a couple days ago yes well mike craddy just put out that so and uh actually maria from watertown was the actual one that hit the 2000 so yay that's awesome i love yeah it was was really cool um but yeah other than that it's just it's been been good and and uh yeah things have really moving in the right direction we have a really great great crew at the blackandgoldhockey.com, 26 members growing, bringing on another guy uh, this week. Uh, he's more of an analytic uh, breakdown guy, so he's going to break down every game and, and provide some numbers. So uh, we welcome that addition, and we welcome anything, frankly, that's Bruins related to the blackandgoldhockey.com group. So if you're interested, send us an email, send me a DM. You know, this is good opportunities coming up for folks that want to uh, that want to get into the whole journalism thing as a blogger and so on so with that being said we might as well talk about show sponsored betonline.ag sports keep coming back that's right hockey is back we're going to talk about that baseball is is on a whim but they're still going golf is rocking awesome uh the uh, pga championships on today finishing up round four uh and so Here's your chance to get in the action with our show sponsor, Bet Online, our exclusive betting partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is finally start the summer this weekend. It's this is an older one, as it's in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in the action. Bet Online has all the odds, futures, and props to bet on. And as sports start to return, Bet Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Horry, seven-time NBA champ, and Harold Reigns from the Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like playing without fans and what they're calling fandemic. Uh, visit <laughs> visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of the welcome back to sports bonuses and please folks we ask that you use code clns50 that's clns50 betonline.ag your online wagering experts okay so we're going to do the same thing 
So last week, I let Heather uh, take the reins of, of the agenda. We, we did um, create a, a Google Sheet that we can both attach ourselves to and, uh, and discuss topics throughout the week. So, um, and we did that, but I failed on pulling that window up. So Heather, it's all urine. It's all right. It would look totally different than when you gave it to me. I was like, oh, this order can't do. <laughs> like, like, these are smooth transitions. And then I was like, oh, wait, how do I edit this again? And so I just resorted to adding and moving rows, just copied and pasted it, to, did what I did. There you go. Anyways, well, I bet that there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. So the first thing we're going to do is... Last Sunday, we were very excited, right? We were going to play Philly. We weren't mad about the Columbus exhibition game, whatever. Yay, hope, and blah. But we're Boston fans, so now we find ourselves on this Sunday, about an hour after uh, the Washington third round robin game happened or whatever. And uh, I don't know about you. I'm feeling a little bit, I don't know. I think I'm, like, shell-shocked a little and a little confused. I'm not exactly mad. I'm more curious. I don't know. So I thought maybe we could just start and get just to it. So let's reflect and talk about positives or negatives or what we're mad about or what we're happy about and whatever, just about the round robin play, like just in a general sense, because I don't want to get into the details or I'm probably going to lose my damn mind. So what say you, Mark Arred, Philly, Tampa Bay, Washington, let's just do a maybe like a 10 minute little reflection. We'll work out our feelings. We'll, we'll talk about what we're building up all week. Go. My thing is, is, is there was no passion. I didn't, I didn't see anything um, positive. Um, I, I'm not, honestly, I don't know what, what Bruce Cassidy is talking about when he says he's comfortable and we're making strides forward. Um, I, I, I understand you got to talk positivity about your club, but um, you, uh, you basically failed to show up in these things. I mean, you lost to Philly on four to one on August 2nd, you lost to Tampa Bay three to two on Wednesday, the fifth and today's last game of the round Robin, you lost to the Washington Capitals two to one. The Washington game did have a little bit of some spark to it, but it was, it was not consistent, uh, you know, spark. It was more sporadic. So um, with all that being said, I just don't see this, this Bruins club prepared for the, 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 um, the next round, uh, the first round. And we now know it's against the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, that's a scary matchup, in my opinion. Uh, it's just by the way that team played, um, how they took care of the Rangers in, in, in three straight, swept. See ya. Go on, get I didn't expect that. I actually thought that the Rangers would put up a little more of a fight and, and, and potentially win that series with that lineup. But, you know, it's the same thing with the Columbus and, um, and Tampa Bay last year. You, you just don't know what type of team you're going to get and you're going to get trucked and you're going to be out real quick. So uh, I really hope that the, the Boston Bruins uh, take this time off and use it effectively because in my opinion, having the sixth, seventh, and eighth off before the Washington game, that's three days, hard practices and so on, you still didn't come in with a 60-minute effort that you're going to need against a very talented Columbus team. Carolina. 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 So, anyways, I, I sort of disagree a little bit that I do think, although it's been generally an S show this week on the whole, 
I think every game's gotten a little better. So Philly, I was like, what is happening right now? I was literally watching. Like, I'm confused. Okay. So, all right, whatever. It's round robin. But you want to get points. Tampa Bay was a little better. I don't think Tory Krug should be the person having to fight or do whatever, but props for sticking up for your teammates and stuff. Uh, today, this is what I ended up writing down, just kind of trying to reflect. I was like, I'm going to do a pro-con list. But this is really all I can put up with before I couldn't tolerate pondering about it anymore. So today, the second line was okay, right? This is the first time we'll get to, we'll reflect on Kasha in a little bit. But generally, right, the second line that was supposed to be the second line or whatever, this is the first time we got to see him together. This is the first week they've had practices together. I think with the next few days of hard practices, we might get some real good secondary scoring coming from at least well, they'll be the, the primary scoring line if that happens, but you know what I mean. So that looks good, though. Like, you know what I mean? They seem to have a little bit of – you know what I mean? They seem to be able to read each other. Um, I think that they've improved every game. I think Charlie McAvoy has looked good over the last two games at least. You know what I mean? He's doing a good job of – we always talk about, like, sometimes he struggles with being the defensive defenseman and offensively, like, you know, with using his big brain to make, like, the offensively-minded defensive plays – and he has looked good on that. He's been eating a lot of minutes. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be, the, like, top-running minute guy on the back end. So that's good, right? Yeah, he was Passing was better today and last time. Not perfect because that's one of our strengths, right? Crisp, clean transition uh, like Barry and I were talking about earlier. Defense is transitioning well. Once we get into the offensive zone, we're kind of – that's where we're fo- – we're not focused or whatever. But they look a lot better than they did today than versus Philly last Sunday. So there has been marked improvement over the week. Uh, And I think that, yeah, the defense has been a lot better, maybe not on the front end, but definitely on the back end. But what's really bad is that they're playing really uninspired hockey. Like if the same team that played today was inspired a little and not, they're very much, they seem like round robin play. Now I don't think they're playing that way on purpose. I think they really are just kind of, off like I don't know like you know what I mean whatever was happening for the last two years or whatever is not happening now Chara looks really really slow today that concerns me because Caroline is fast and that's just I'm not mad at Z he is the oldest player on the ice and as a matter of fact the oldest player probably ever to play in a Stanley Cup you know well he's probably one of the first oldest players to play in a round robin game but you know what I mean but I would like Zdeno Chara to not look like today. Again, that was not – it's not going to be good. Carolina will just punch a hole all over that. But we'll talk about that matchup later. Um, I'd give them a C. They have bursts of greatness. You're like, oh, look, the Bruins. And then you're like, mm, whatever. Tuca played well. That was good, right? Also, plant somebody in front of the net. That's how we score goals. We plant, we pass, we pass, we pass, we plant. And then, and then eventually it tips in or whatever or someone gets the slot open. We're not doing that, and that is part of the struggle. You have to – what did Maria – she tweeted something like, last time I knew you had to, like, score goals too and more than the other team or something like that. I think it yeah. was her. That's true. I think we're going to be okay, but it was – it's still seriously a struggle. Excuse me to rip up this, but I don't want to look at this list. I want to hope the next few days of practice is going to help them out because the first round – starts on the 11th which is tuesday i don't we don't know yet if we're playing or not because they still don't know we're waiting for toronto and columbus to wrap up too but uh first round begins this week in a couple days so like you said we're getting like maybe three days or whatever then it's go time right 
I, I, I kind of expected them to be um, getting involved on the Thursday or the 14th Friday. Yeah. That gives that gives Toronto a little bit of time, uh, Scotiabank Arena, their staff, to get that ice repaired. I mean, we're going to have uh, the, the list of teams that are going to be in the bubble have gotten smaller, and they w- will tonight too with uh, tonight's uh, Columbus and, and Maple Leafs game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, damn, that's not a lot of time. If I mean, if you're hearing that this single thing is going to start on the 11th, well, when I look, when I was reading something like the NHL, because I was looking to see if they had like the actual brackets up of whatever. Like we kind of know what the brackets are uh, on each side, but we know who's in or whatever. But um, it said that was on one of the strategic dates. Do you know what I mean? How they had that list of dates? It was like updated that the 11th is when the first round starts. The 25th is when they expect the second round start, and then I don't, I didn't write down the Stanley Cup final round. We'll talk okay. about that once we get through, but. So those are just dates that I noticed too. But overall, I think we might still be all right. Um, actually, something I had, writ- I had written down just as a- other random thoughts in my head. Uh, let's just talk about it now because we're going to move on to um, some of your other topics like you had had on. But um, do, do you think it's better for Boston knowing, even though the fans aren't in the building, the environment of being a Boston Bruin, do you think it's actually better that this President's Trophy winning hundred point team is in fourth instead of first pressure wise. Um, Even though Carolina is a hard matchup to have landed on, do you know what I mean? Especially the way we're playing Jesus. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, do you think pressure wise, it might be better? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I just don't even want to buy into that. They were coasting through these, these, these round robin games. There's a lot of people that have said that that they're like tanking. Um, uh, I don't want to believe that. I, I do want to believe that they tried to do their best, but from what I've seen, I, that certainly wasn't, that didn't live up to um, any validity at all with them. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one because I don't know, you know, that you re- that this team really didn't show me anything in this, in these, in this round robin that's going to, you know, immediately say, Wow, look out Carolina. And this is not this is not the 19 Carolina team. This is not going to be a pushover like they were last that the Bruins did last year and swept them, I believe in the conference finals, correct? Yeah. So, this is going to be a a bigger test and I just really thought that this this club was going to be a little more prepared uh with all the days off and 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 then three games uh within um what was it, 8 days? Well, I wasn't meaning that they were throwing games. I just mean now that they happen to land in the number four spot, like and once shit gets really going, do you think this team operates better when they're some kind of underdog and have something to fight for than when they're kind of the top team being chased? Like, do you, I do you feel like when they're better the at la- chasing? When huh? was the last? When was the last time we've ever like had this? I I, I just can't remember this far back this type of situation when, when this Boston Bruins team is like so far behind, you know what I mean? We've well, yeah, but it's only three games. I'm saying just generally though, like whenever we're in a situation where they're down, do you think they tend to um, come up? Like these Ron Robin games in the end really didn't count for much, but seating. Right. But yeah. now that it starts, do you think coming out? I just mean like starting as a lower seed, now they're not the top dog. Now they have something to fight towards instead of like warding off the other teams if you're the number one, right? I mean, Philly's playing like they should be number one. Good for them for getting the top seed. They're playing excellent hockey. Good luck. 
Montreal Canadiens, you did your job. <laughs> you knocked off the pens for me. That's all I was asking from you. Uh, that's all I meant. I didn't mean do you think they threw it, but now that they're not, you know, the best team, the president's trophy went now that's like oh they look at this busted down bruins team you know what i mean yeah i, yeah, I feel no, like sometimes I, I get they it. play better when they're in that position yeah i i think so i i mean it's, it's it's really it's really hard for me to answer this question because of what i saw you know it's you know <laughs> you certainly didn't play like a hundred point team in, 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 at all that week mm-hmm. and uh it's disappointing and I'm, I'm i'm thoroughly not happy about it so um whether it's right, a so disadvantage or, oh, whether sorry. it's a disadvantage or an advantage, I really don't know. I can't tell. You're getting mad about this, so we're gonna move on to a different topic. Whatever. We wrapped up the week. Who cares? The real thing starts probably Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, somewhere around there. Well, it's a little disheartening. You know what I mean? I mean, well, no guys, kidding, it is. But I'm already you guys gonna show up. This is like a training camp to the first round, so it's you know it's 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 so bad. I'm not in a very good place right now with this team, and. Um, it doesn't look any any good moving forward. Exactly. But I'm also trying to not be those fans that are already like, oh, my God, these bombs. Like, I don't want to be them either. Like, I want to make it clear this team can get their shit together and still win the Stanley Cup if they make a choice sometime in the next three days to find who they – like, for me, it's not even about fi- – they do need to find their legs and all that other crap, but they need to find their identity. Like, they're just not playing like themselves. Like, for a team that's so close and they're like band of brothers – you know, like just funny. So they just don't seem like they're, I don't know, playing like a team. Exactly. They look better. Again, I think they looked better, but maybe Cassidy, they'll all sit down, figure it out. And then we see them play Carolina. And we're like, oh, there they are. And they're going to have to, because if not, they're going to get taken out by Carolina, who's playing some hot hockey. But anyways, next topic, Jack Stadnika. You had written down about like, do you think he's in the doghouse with Cassidy? So go ahead. I'll let you. Yeah, yeah, I kind of think he is. Um, there's some players that got opportunities uh, in these playing rounds that I, I thought he could have been better at, even at the right wing. So uh, it, when Carson Coleman got some time, wasn't I wasn't thoroughly impressed with with what he did, um, and, and it's limited. You know, we haven't. I, I get the whole. It's been a while. It's been four and a half months, and so on. But these guys are athletes. They're professionals. They should be ready to go on a dime. So, well, uh, longer for him too, because he was hurt. He didn't yes. even get to play that much, be- you know. So, uh, but you know, I just thought that Jack could have gotten a, a better look in these playing rounds. And I don't know if I, we're going to see him now that Kasha's is back, but uh, see him back in the Stanley Cup playoffs with the full roster moving forward. So, uh, is it just you know, I'm. Just thought that, you know, he was um, – and, and we're not in the bubble. We don't see practices and so on. We see videos and blah, blah, blah. But um, I just think that the kid's a hard worker, and, and I thought that he – from the, what I saw in that little uh, sample size when he was in, I thought that he did okay. And I thought he did a lot better than Carson Kuhlman. But, and I'm not crapping on Kuhlman in his game, but uh, it was more north to south, and that was basically it. It was just very bland, so – uh, you could tell that he had some rust from not playing an actual game and so on. So, Do you think that perhaps Cassidy is just trying to maybe let everyone get some actual game kind of situation time? 
Do you know what I mean? Like that that's why maybe he played Coleman instead of, you know, so everyone besides a little practice, because who knows, like you could get in, people could get injured and he also needs to kind of assess. We have more players than he normally has with them going into the playoffs and stuff. I'm just, I'm not saying a naysayer. And I do think that you may see some of those kids like Stadnika slotting in at some point, even for rest days, if they do progress in the playoffs yeah. or injury or whatever else. But do you think maybe it's not so much he's in trouble as – or maybe, like you said, we haven't seen practice. We don't know. Like, he could have just been – I wish they would have done that. I wish they would have, like, filmed the practices. They got 40 freaking cameras in that building. So. But yeah. um, just do you think maybe he also just wanted, especially the younger kids, to get some game time, like, real, like, get out on the ice against the other teams? Like, we talked about, you're going to – obviously, playing against your own team in a scrimmage is different than playing another team. Yeah, and I actually have a quote that um, from Evan Marinovsky. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a couple days ago, but uh, they were talking about that. Somebody brought it up and said, is Jack going to get some time or something like that? And uh, Cassidy on Stadnika being out tonight. He's out of the lineup tonight because Richie and Kasher were brought in to help us win in the playoffs. Well, he's not wrong. They were trade deadline acquisitions. And actually, yeah. So, like, when everyone's, like, pissed, it's like, no, actually, though, Andre Kasha is supposed to be the second line, right? Like, that's literally what he got hired to do, you know? And even though he didn't get to – he only played a couple games and, like, you know, whatever. Like, like you said, like, you're not shocked that Stadnika might get bumped for that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, on one level, I do see that. Again, like, these are people that they specifically sought out to shore up the lineup. That doesn't mean Stadnika's and our other guys can't help Maybe, you know, you get to carry a good amount of people and whatnot, you know? Right. Things go bad. I just, I don't know. Some of the line combinations this week, I'm like, uh. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. Yeah. So, um, so what do we talk about? Okay. So, oh, all right. Well, we'll talk about this. And I thought it was hilarious. I saw that Chris Blackie, I wrote my cousin, Eric Blackie, when Cliffy's in the line. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Um, so... Thank you. Getting deliveries and during the podcast. That's nice. No one That's ever awesome. gives me deliveries. So um, Cliff Clifton was in today instead of Grizzlick, right? So what say you? How did do you think Connor overall did? I thought he did okay. I, I nothing really stuck stuck out to me. Um, pretty strong on his legs for not being uh, playing much. I know they're practicing on the regular. But, um, no, I thought he did all right. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it was just a maintenance day for Grizzlick and some other members. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably the same thing, like you mentioned with, with, with Pastor. I mean, um, Stadnika with, uh, you know, just getting into a game and getting that feeling and, and preparedness uh, to possibly be ready for um, – you know, some, um, some upcoming action or, or to put him out there and evaluate for future, uh, a future um, round against the hurricane. So uh, I thought he did okay. You know, he's, I think he's probably going to be just one of those um, seventh, eighth type of guys that's going to probably rotate if a veteran needs, uh, needs a break. Uh, these seven-game series start now moving forward. So, you know, if you're up uh, three games to nothing and you need to rest, a player like Dano Chara, who looks like he needs a little bit more rest, um, you can do that with with a guy like Clifton and and uh, Yerho back in nine and so on. I'm not sure if they're going to get in time, but 
especially like a player like Yerho. But um, yeah, I mean, that's basically, you know, I thought he did okay. I'm, you know, I like I like Connor. I, I think he's a steady, you know, tough defenseman to play against, but he still needs to round out his all all around game. So that's what I was thinking is that, you know, obviously he's not expected. You expect to see him have, you know, decent play, but you know, there's only so much that you're expecting Connor Clifton to do. I thought he looked good defensively today. You know what I mean? Sometimes he struggles, especially like there's a rush into the zone. You know what I mean? Of making just like young kids do, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you make the wrong play. Uh, yeah. I thought it was all right. I just thought to mention, uh, he, this is the first time we've seen him really, you know what I mean? Get some look. All right, so I'm trying to be enthusiastic. Look at me. I'm trying. <laughs> I thought I, I did think the, uh, the Clifton Lozon um, pairing was good today, though. You know, uh, if you want to talk about a pairing and not just an individual, I thought those two uh, worked all right. Lozon's got something, you know, he's, he's got to pick it up a little bit more. I have full faith in him, you know, moving forward, but th- there was times that he looked like he was out there taking a break, but. Who knows? Um, all right. Well, <clears throat> let's talk about Kasha. All right. So just generally, so this is the first week that Andre Kasha has been here. Again, we're still confused. Did he act, was he actually on the plane? Like, have we not seen him enough to know he actually was on the plane with the boys? Cause he's officially in we, the bubble. As of we today. talked about like, it, he had to have flown out not long after them to be doing press last Thursday or whatever. Cause they have to do four tests at 24 hours apart or whatever the deal is, you know? Okay. So first week of practice, first week, you know, game in today. Um, what, what do you think? Because he's a strange character right now because people hate him because he's been like the international man of mystery. Like, you don't know where he is, what's going on. And we haven't seen enough of him for people to like be invested in him to like, oh, like, you know. So what just say you now that you've had some actual look, a little bit of like, you know. He looked rusty. He looked very out of place. Uh, fast. Um, I mean, he was, I mean, he, there was this just... I don't know. This is like the seventh game I've seen him play. And um, I, I wasn't impressed much at all. Uh, possibly Sidnika at that right side could be an option for Bruce. But, you know, that, that, that's just my opinion. Uh, see, I was going to say the opposite. I think, like I said, after the, that those guys settle down together, I think they're going to be all right. I don't think – I don't really know how – he seemed that unimpressive to you because really that line was really the line that was trying to most <clears throat> actually put the damn puck in the net. They are actually shooting at the net and like making like, Oh, this is how you actually get the goal. <laughs> it's like, right. You know, whatever. I uh, thought, thought DeBrosk had some jump in his. Oh in my God. Yes. Today. He did. I was so happy when he scored. I'm like, boom, Jakey, that's good for him because you know, he gets in these ruts, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And maybe he's had a long – he was, like, on the third line on the right side. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to solve the Krejci problem by moving his left wing to the lower line, which I understand that game people had been moved around. It wasn't just him. But I was just like, mm, I think I'm hating this worse every time you change the lineup. I don't – you know. Yeah. Like, I think I had sent out, like, just please put everyone where they might supposed to be so we can kind of see what that will look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get people had maintenance day, whatever, but – See, I didn't think he looked too bad. I'm not saying he looked spectacular, but it's really hard to judge any one player when the whole team is looking kind of like blah. But if you're going to ask me, especially today, 
that second line was the one that had some pep in their step or whatever, where previously Wagner and them were dragging our asses past the finish line, which good, like that's great, but you don't want Chris Wagner to be your top goal scorer in the play-ins. You just don't. That's not his job. You know what I mean? That whole fourth line, that whole fourth line today was, uh, they got limited minutes. That that was, I mean, for for the play-in rounds, they were heavily relied on, and, and a lot of people were saying that this was that was their best line. Um, yeah, they've and today, hands down been the best line all week. Yeah, today, I mean, after the first period, each one of them were were averaging about three minutes a period, and I was just like, wow, for you know, for a team, for a line that's driving, they're not getting many looks at all. I mean, Pasternak was like loading up the minutes. Bergeron was loading up the minutes. DeBrusque was loading up the minutes. I mean. Krejci was, was on the ice a lot. Yes, he was. And I, I mean, that line overall, when you think about all three of them, it wasn't bad. There's some good things to, to move forward with. That's what I, that you can work with. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we got to the first line, man. It's like, what is up with these guys? And secondary One time. Line, one time Marshawn looked like he was almost going to do something there. Yeah, I mean, and secondary scoring is, is definitely going to be needed moving forward in the next round, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah. So. All right, well, I just want to check in about Kasha, see, like, again, I mean, I respectfully sort of disagree with you about, like, I don't think he was atrocious, but I also do think you have to put him also in perspective, just like kind of Clifton. You got a little more rust, and his, some of it is probably self-induced. I get that, but he also was out. He was injured when he first got traded here a little bit, and he didn't really get a lot of solid time in. Right. Okay. So that being said, that's actually the next thing is what's up with the lack of the perfection line. Um, Yeah, I'm done with that. Secondary scoring we talked about, but I I think there's hope in that if we can get people going. But we know we have to get this top line going to do something. So what do you think the hell is going on? Because – I, I have no idea, Heather, what is going on with the, that, that line was, you know, from mid-March to way back in October when this team started, that was the, the line that, you know, that was the, uh, they were the horse that, 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 that uh, drugged the carriage. And, um, and I'm just not seeing a lot of good things uh, from any of them. Like Pasternak today, I mean, gets the puck on the blue line. And then just a quick pass to another player, a Washington player to boot. Uh, the giveaways were absolutely ridiculous uh, in this game. I think they were up to 16 or 18. I, I, I got to look at the game notes again, possibly. But, What's up um, with four people on the blue line and one person crashing the net? No, guys. Like, everybody yeah. move into the zone. Like, what, what it, why are there four people on the blue line after someone's halfway to the net? I don't confused again the Bruins were quick like what what the move don't yeah. stand there I wish I, I I don't know what's going on with these guys they just they just don't look like they're, they're they were fully bought into any of these games and which is it, it just that's what basically puts a bad taste in my mouth about about moving forward is just these are technically your practice round games you know what I mean they you might this team might might talk about them being the throwaway and they really don't matter but yeah they do matter because every one of us Boston Bruins fans that were watching this is this is what we're supposed to expect moving forward in the rounds leading up to a Stanley Cup and possibly a a return to the Stanley Cup that you were there last June and I don't know it's like I, 
and we're more or less seeing a Providence Bruins lineup in these playoff rounds and the play-ins, round robin, whatever you want to freaking call them. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Like I said, I'm not prepared. I have nothing for what happens when your team is playing between the regular season and the playoffs, and it's throwing me off. How am I supposed to have a weird ritual for that? I've been trying to wear my sweater. That's not working. I don't know. 105 degrees. I can't put my hat and everything on. I'll die. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, why don't we talk about something that maybe makes us both feel a little better and just the people who just generally love hockey. There has been 870 million hockey games this week. Six games here, there. Oh, my God. I never understood March Madness because I hate basketball and, the like, March Madness is my nightmare, like, in the beginning. But I get it now. I get it when you're all day long just watching your favorite stuff on TV all day long. So real quick, we're just going to go and uh, because besides tonight, uh, Toronto, because, of course, the Columbus Blue Jackets had to break my heart in Tortorella's by, I don't know, in the last four minutes. I literally was screaming, what are you doing? What are you, the Bruins in the 2013 game six? I literally was saying that. I swear to God, Torts is like your spirit animal. I love Torres. I really do love him. He's so funny. Like he just, he's just, like I said, he's the type of person I can see coming in and flipping his all over the place and then walking out and like two minutes later, coming like, well, gee, man, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry guys. Yeah. I just, you know, just very, very mad now. Cause we lost three. We're down three goals. You know, also I love when he's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good call ref. Like I love when he makes that face. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? There was some swearing going on on there, but Carolina, as you established, knocked off the Rangers in short order. Three gone. The Flames took care of the Jets, right? Columbus hopefully will knock out the Maple Leafs because I just need the energy of them not even making the first round. We'll make oh, my God. Happy. I can't wait to tonight. Eight o'clock tonight. And I hope, hopefully, there's a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs outside. And we get to see that thing happen again when Bergeron scored the overtime goal and wins it. I was literally at the other day like okay so if columbus wins this game toronto might oh like freak out and just like literally burn the bubble down just like like keep in mind maple leafs fans can surround the bubble and take it hostage i'm just saying you can't keep all the maple leafs fans out gary bennett i'm just um anyways so we know the blackhawks i should have taken the blackhawks because i did pretty good if i would have taken the blackhawks so far i'd be five of the seven decided but i didn't i took the oilers but blackhawks won they were playing pretty well, right? Kublik is nice. He's fun to watch. I didn't get, you know, like, just good for a rookie, but they're in the West, so we don't get to see them as much, you know what I mean? Or at least I'm not as fixated because they don't affect my team directly. So I like to check in with them, though. That was a good series. Uh, and our arch nemesis, Montreal, knocked off the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep, Canucks won. Panthers are gone. I was so wrong on that series. So wrong. Because I'm not convinced the Islanders are a good team or not. Like, I think they're a decent team, but I never know what I'm going to get with them. Like, that series, they looked good, you know. But next week, they could look like, but doesn't matter. Washington will be playing them instead of us. I would have rather played the Islanders. Okay. True and that. the Coyotes, I was right. Coyotes, they're probably not going far, but they got themselves in and their fans and that team needs that little win. What they a team. A what a team. I mean, yeah. Darcy Kemper has been absolutely amazing uh, like, in, in goal yeah. for them. He's like really putting them on the shoulders. Who's his um, backup? Yeah. Who's the other guy in Arizona? I don't know why, but anyways, yeah, he's been Bale playing Hall? outstanding. Um, yeah, Phil Kessel scored a goal the other day. Like, Phil looks comfortable since they've been back. 
He Although does. life's good for him. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to talk to other people anyway. So he's perfectly good. <laughs> him and Dougie Hamilton are like, this is my element, man. Leave me alone. Well, Dougie Hamilton, you know, if he's up and running or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's the short order. We got one more left and then we'll know. Um, that being said, actually, before we get to talking about, like, we're going to play Caroline, obviously, we're for and whatever. But um, I'll just bring it up now so you can maybe rant about it. It was one of my other random things I forgot to put on the list. But you don't have the list, so that's fine. I can put it wherever I want. Is Tomorrow night is the second half at 6 o'clock, the second half of the stupid draft lotto, once oh, we know Jesus. who the team is. Uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd bring it up. So next week, everyone tune in to hear Mark go off the deep end of however that fell out. Uh, yeah, so awesome week of hockey. Did you enjoy yourself? Hockey, hockey, hockey. That's what it was like all day. Hockey, hockey, hockey. I did. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I – no, I didn't have a chance to, to do this. Um, but um, at work, it was cool to like at lunchtime to, um, to listen to the game at noon. 2.30, then come home for the 4 o'clock games. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, was, that was pretty cool that it was just, like, from noon till 10.30 sometimes it was hockey. Um, it, was, it was good to, um, to get into other people's streams, like um, McLovin and Mancuso. Those guys were doing um, sportscaster streams when they, where they just talk about the game. And, you know, I go on there and we, we just shoot the shit, drink and so on and have, uh, have a blast. So that was, that was kind of cool. But the hockey was, I thought was, was good in other places. I didn't see it yeah. much, you know, in Toronto with the, with the Bruins. But, yeah, it's just some big upsets. Um, the Rangers one, I was, I, was, I was thinking the Rangers were going to were the team that might go far. But it's just because the, the goaltending of Shesterkin and Gagoriev or Dejoriev, whatever you want to call them, and, the bread man up front and, and those guys. So, but unfortunately that's, that's just the way this uh, 2020 year has been going for a lot of people. And especially coming back from sports, it's uh, it, you know, some people weren't fully prepared and, you know, so I, I, I loved it. I really did. And I, I, now I just can't wait for some more of it. There's going to be a lot more teams that are leaving the bubble and, and, you know, maybe that ice conditions will uh, lighten up a little bit. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about that ice complaints? Yeah, you know, and, and it's one of them directed at your boy Tory Krug. I wasn't too thrilled about what he had to, and and it, it's a it's a media thing. I get it, and it can be frustrating and so on. But um, you know, he did mention something in an interview about the ice condition, and he, that he wasn't happy about it, but. For me, hearing something like that, it's just like, well, wait a minute. You know, some teams are are two and zero or three and zero on this ice, and and they're winning. So, uh, figure it out. I I understand that what you're practicing on, and what you're playing on might be different and so on. But these are you you, you guys are all professionals. You guys played on bad ice before. Um, you know, I just I'm tired of the excuses. You know, See, I, mean, I don't think he was saying as an excuse and he did go on to say, but everyone has to play on this ice. Do you know what I mean? Like basically saying, but that's not like these ice conditions suck, but it's not an excuse. Do you know what I mean? Like he right. kind of even said that like in the like little five minute or whatever, like that debriefing, but he, they're not the only ones. A lot of people are, you know what I mean? But the bro, it's not the ice conditions. They're not hurt helping the Bruins, but it's not the, the reason like I, like I said earlier you just you, you you hope that 
um, the they have the time to to go in there and do something before the official round one actually starts. Because um, I believe from people that I've talked to, I know I got to talk to my boy Johnny, but a professional rink like that takes about maybe two days to three days at the most to uh, do a new sheet. So we'll see what happens with that. Well, that's what I was thinking is if they can set it now, now you're only going to have two games a day probably on each sheet of ice. Do you know what I mean? Because now you're not playing like, I mean, it's been like the running of the bulls the last few days, you know what I mean? Back to back, back to back. And this is craziness. Uh, Yeah. So hopefully they can set it like once everything's done tonight and leave it be for the next few days and just let it set in. And hopefully by the time they actually play, it says start the 11th. But again, those might've been tentative dates. Like you said, they might start it on Thursday or Friday or whatever, because they still can play two games a day and there's only eight series continuing at this point or whatever kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, all right, that's that. Um, this is a random thought that I had. We're like flying through these things, by the way. I think it's because we're in a grumpy mood. Whenever we're in grumpy moods, we always just go through everything. Like, <laughs> 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 All right. So um, this was a random thought. So far, how do you think officiating and player safety has been? Um, oh, the officiating has pretty much been on par with a lot of the stuff that I've seen, even in the regular season. A lot of bad calls. Uh, the 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 mustache Matthews, the oh my neck, and you know when the other night when he got hit, I believe on the elbow, and then wrenched his neck back to get the call. Uh, you know that was kind of ridiculous. But um, the, the it's funny that players are actually getting penalized for the extra face wash. So, and, yeah, I mean, you can go in there and just give them a little bit, but if you're, if you're in there for a longer, you know, than two or three seconds. Yeah. Three seconds for COVID precaution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, smell my glove, but don't smell it long enough to be exposed. <laughs> bodily. So, I mean, it hasn't been that bad. I mean, nothing's really jumped out at me except for that one. You know, it's just, I, I, I called that once I saw the head movement, I'm like, oh my God, that, that's so Toronto. There's been a couple I thought might have used some supplementary discipline just like throughout hockey. You know what I mean? Not particularly against our team or anything, but uh, just generally. There's been a few out there where it's like, mm, you know what I mean? But I think generally it's the most consistent I've seen. the like Because they're like, don't mess up the officiating this yeah, year. Right. Don't do it. The stakes are too high. Uh, yeah. What are we running? What time are we at? I'm starting to get my second win. I'm starting to shake out all the annoyings. All right. Well, I'm just 45. trying to see. 45. Jesus, yeah. flying through this. People like hearing us talk. We should talk about something longer. Let's talk. <laughs> no. Yeah, set, you set your media player for uh, one. Um, I listen to mine at two. It drives people insane. My kids oh, are always like, what are you listening to? Because if I listen to podcasts at double time, not all of them, but most of them, then I can listen to it faster. Who needs to listen to NPR at regular speed? I'm just saying. Holy shit, you are strange. I am strange. Okay, sorry. All right, focus. focus. I love it though. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe we could do a store next door break for real quick. Yeah, we could do that. Let's, that. let's, let's talk about... The store next door, they are a company based in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. They are people with disabilities doing great things and earning a paycheck, just like you and me. Uh, so 
let's uh, please go to the store next door.ca and buy some of their awesome hockey stuff that they make out of recycled uh, hockey sticks and other recycled materials. Um, and they do such a great job. We have a ton of items that we uh, picked up and they even threw in some goodies for us that we're going to give away in the um, upcoming Patreon stuff. But we'll talk about that later. But anyway, we'll take a quick break and then we'll uh, come back and um, we'll talk a little bit more hockey, hopefully with a, a little, I'll get angry again. I'll just, I'll just let you know. <laughs> yeah, you will. I'm, Lynn, I'm like in a bad mood. I'm trying to, Mark's like, let me, I can't wait to see your happy face. <laughs> I love the team. My aunt's always like, I love you. You love your Bruins. They don't love me all the time. They don't love me all the time. <laughs> all right, we will be right back. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time. Hey, Bruins fans, we're back after hearing from the great folks at the store next door up in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. Please go to the thestorenextdoor.ca to buy some fantastic items from awesome people. So we are back. We are going to talk about what's going on forward. Heather, where are we going? Well, I don't know. I think just generally let's talk about what this team is going to look like in a couple of days when we start this tournament, what we need to, well, actually we're not going to do that first. First, we're going to talk about the hurricanes and the first round matchup. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Let's do that. That makes more sense. Let's just run down a little bit. So we're number four, we're slotted. Now we know we're playing the hurricanes. Uh, they only got to play 68 games this year. They won 38, they lost 25, and they had five overtime losses, but they had 81 points. Uh, goal differential of 26. They were fourth in the Metro, sixth in the East, and ninth in the league. So overall, they were always like a pretty middling solid. Like they were playing for the wild card and stuff. They were in and out of that picture, yeah. Uh, we lost to them in a shootout. Shocker. Remember when we had 14 shootout losses or whatever we had this year? Uh, that was back in December. Remember back in December, way back then, when people like could talk to each other and go to stores and movie theaters and stuff, oh, hockey games. Crazy. Really? That happened? Uh, I remember once upon a time. Oh, my God. I think happened. I read a book about that. <laughs> in January, we beat them in overtime, which I'm sure like everyone like myself was going, please, God, don't go to a shootout. Please, God, don't go to a shootout. You know, Ian Glendon was saying that. <laughs> So, 229. Uh, February 29th, we did beat them 4-1, to one, though. So, 
But since the return to play, we look like ass, and the Carolina Hurricanes have swept through the Rangers. I agree with you. I expected the Rangers to put up more of a fight. But, uh, yeah, they've looked pretty awesome. They won 3-2, to 4-1, to and 4-1. to one. Sebastian Ajo has 8 points, 3 goals, 5 assists. Svechnikov has 5 points, 3 goals, and 2 assists. Uh, Vatnin has 3 points. Slavin's looking awesome. Vorchek you always have to look out for, and they've got people, people. And this is without if Dougie Hamilton may or may not get to, you know what I mean, or whatever. So that's what we're looking at for the first round. Yes, do you have any comments specifically more? I know you already talked a little about them, but any other specific comments about the Hurricanes before we talk about what this team needs to look like when this tournament starts? I just want to dive into the the. Um, I was going to talk about Aho and Savetchnikov, whatever, and um, but you already took care of that. So I'm just going to go on the defense. Um, this is a scary, scary good defense for this um, Carolina Hurricanes team. Sammy Vatnin is is no slouch at all. And like you said, you touched on uh, Slavin. Yeah, he Slavin. is a very good good Slavin. defenseman Slavin. and Slavin. yeah and. Uh, Sick, sick goal. I believe it was the first game of the um, the playing rounds. I keep calling them that. Round Robins. I think it was the game winning goal in that. Yeah, it was. A, he just broke right in and just roofed it over. I don't know how he got space through uh, uh, Lundquist on that one. I, and I put out, give him the Selkie right there just for that. Um, so, not, not the Selkie. The call. No. Uh, I'm, I'm bad on my trophies. You're looking at the Norris Trophy for defensemen. No. What's the one? Conn Smythe. Oh. Okay. That's the one. Playoff MVP. I'm like, I don't know where you're going. I can't. Playoff MVP. That's what, I, that's what I meant. But, um, no, it's, it's a very, very good defense. Um, and it's going to be tough for the Bruins to crack through these guys. Um, and you got some um, pretty much their names – but they're not, they're not like names in goal that are going to like jump out at you and scream playoff success. But these guys are finding ways to get it done as a, as a tandem. And that's Peter Mrazek and James Reimer. Um, um, Steve Dangle's favorite player, you know. So this is going to be interesting to see how this Boston Bruins team is going to crack the code on, on – transitioning out of their zone defensively first and then moving on the offense through the two zones and get past that Carolina blue line. Um, if you can expose a weakness through these guys, through this awesome defense, keep hammering it and find more, more ways to, to just expose them and, and get around them. Um, if you can't, this, is, this series is going to be a long one. And the goaltending, like I said, um, you don't know what you're going to get with these guys, but they have uh, sub twos. I mean, James Reimer got into one game and he's, he let in one goal and Peter Morazic has played the two games and uh, he's got a 1.50 goals against average, 940 save percentage. Reimer in that one game had a 9.74. So th there are a, a bit of inspiration in, in goal right now with these guys. So um, you know, but they are goaltenders that can be beat. I just think that, yeah. that the Bruins getting past that defense, getting the goal, getting shots on from the blue line, creating havoc out front. You touched on that earlier about uh, net front presence. And that's got to be, that's got to be on the agenda of 
Bruce Cassidy, who, in my opinion, his body language on the bench for the, all, all this freaking the, the round robin was was wow. And but then what he says in his press conference is something totally different. Oh, I like where we're going. It's like whoa, what happened? But anyway, it's just going to be important for them to find out Carolina's weaknesses because that Carolina team is going to come at you fast and heavy. If our offense gets going, I'm not worried about being able to match them. They have some great, great players. You know what I mean? They're, they're, and they're a young, hungry team, too. Like, they, they know that, like, right now, they're probably like, oh, yeah, remember how they swept us last year? Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Let's knock them out this year. You know what I mean? Like, and they started their whole adventure last year in a crazy way anyways. They should have never been in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Bruins to start with. The, like, you know, when people predict – like, when the playoffs started, no one would have thought that's who the Bruins – you know, whatever. I think that their goalies are weak. I, they're decent goaltenders, but they're not solid goaltenders, and the defense is the bigger problem. And that's been one of our big problems. We'll talk about special teams. I know you want to when we're – you know, this is just kind of general talk versus Carolina – defense has been transitioning the puck pretty steady. You know what I mean? It, it was a mess for us, Philly, but the last few games, like defense is getting it out of our end pretty much the way we always do. Quick, up, you know, nice pass, whatever. Offense is struggling driving to the net, and that's going to be a problem with this defense because we're quick enough if you get behind them, we can shell these goaltenders. Do you know what I mean? If we control – oh, that was one of my things that was like my con is – Everyone has been controlling the pace of the game except for us. We've had moments, especially during Tampa Bay, where we were in control of the game. Even parts of this last game we were. But that's what we need to do. We need to get behind this defense and hammer the shit out of these goaltenders because they're, again, decent goaltenders, but no offense. Like, Peter Morazic shouldn't strike fear into the heart of friggin', you know, Patrice Bergeron. And they know we're playing like crap too. And you think they're not going to expose all our weakness. They're going to be bumping hard. You, you know what I mean? Whatever. So that's that. Did you want to talk about, like, let's just talk about what are we going to have to really do? So you want to talk about special teams. You're not impressed so far with uh, especially the power play numbers. Yeah. I mean, uh, today they failed to score a power play goal and, and get themselves out of a, a hole. That's a little concerning for me. Um, possibly something that they're definitely going to work on uh, before they get to the Carolina series. Uh, there's, a, there's, a lot of th- there's a lot of things to work on. And, you know, I just want to say and clarify something that I hope that my negativity is not bad. You know what I mean? It's just the product on the ice from what I've seen is, is just something that is not particularly nice to see when you're trying to get up and, and win a cup. So, and you know, it could be I'm 180. They could come out and like sweep friggin' Carolina again. And I'll be just like, holy crap, where'd this come from? You know? So, but until that happens, it's just one of those things that I'm just seeing. There's, there's not good things that I'm seeing, but. Uh, as captain negativity i would like to say i don't think you're having unhealthy negativity right now you know how sometimes we as fans go to like a dark place in our own fan mind i think you have eyes and you've been observing what the team has looked like for the last seven days and after all the drama with before we ever even got to toronto maybe they do just need a few more days to because they do look more comfortable and they are you know but they can't wait till game three to kick off you can definitely see progressions every game 
you know it's 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 there it i just i don't know it's just i i and he, hearing what they're saying it's like it's almost like what Tukaras said did i read that already no all right let me pull that up and it kind of bothered me a little bit and and i'm a huge Tuka fan but this is i don't know i just got the feeling that that, that, that if he's not taking this seriously, is everybody else not taking this seriously? But Joe Haggerty, um, he um, quoted uh, these round robin to Karask. These round robin games or whatever they were, you just shake off the shake the rust off and try to get back to uh, to the team game. It doesn't matter what C you are because you need to beat them all to advance. Now it's on the real hockey. Now it's on to real hockey. I mean, I, to me, I thought that this was supposed to be real hockey in preparation. So, I mean, you had your two weeks of camp before these um, round robin games started. So, I still want to see. I still want to see it. So, I mean, I, I totally have faith that this Boston Bruins team can come back. But it's just like I said, it's just one of those things that you just see. You're seeing things that just aren't clicking. Chemistry is not fully there yet. Um, you know, and, and it's 2020. It's like we've never been through this before. I get that the rest and, and time off could be a huge factor. So let's just see what happens uh, coming up this week when they when they finally get the schedule out and 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 hopefully there's appropriate enough amount of time for uh, for Bruce Cassidy to get to these guys and the rest of the coaching staff too, because ultimately they're at fault too for uh, a pretty sad display in my opinion. Power play has been atrocious, but the PK hasn't been too bad. And we have spent some time in the box. Like that hasn't been, it's not as good as it normally is, but it hasn't. Again, we, if we can't score on the power play, we're fucked. Excuse my language. I know we're trying to not drop F-bombs in case certain people listen, but we are because that top line's not popping, but they've been, he's been playing with the power play. He's had, McAvoy and Krug out there at times with Krejci and Ber- you know what I mean? Instead of like Pasternak, like he's been throwing out, you know what I mean? Which yeah. I kind of like when Bergeron and Krejci are on the ice for like, I understand the necessity that they need to be on. A lot of creativity right there. Right. But when you put like every now and then, like say you score a goal and you're trying to get back in the game, you might be able to tie it up. Say you get a penalty. I would put them both on the ice. Just like, I'm weird that I always think you should have two defensemen on the blue line, someone like a Tory to pitch it and do whatever. And someone else to make sure if they come up ice, they don't get far up ice before, you know what I mean? That's just me. I don't like when there's four forwards on a power play. You talk about um, Charlie McAvoy a little earlier. I thought his play in the last two games was, um, was increased a lot. And the way he is like that bull moose that takes that puck, and, and, and basically just like going end to end and Bobby Orr rush right there. Yeah. I mean, it was on display today and I thought that that was uh, much needed and we need more of that moving forward. If you want to crack this uh, Carolina defense, that's exactly what you need is your support from your defensemen that are willing to take a chance, but you also got to make sure that you have support on the backside from a forward that's dropping back because you do not want to get involved in any, uh, odd man rushes the other way with a team like this. And you certainly don't want to go into the box in a stupid penalty with a lineup like this. Because it, it, it seriously make you look silly. 
Well, that's what's been happening is, I mean, not that we haven't got any legit penalties and not like we've taken so many penalties, but some of the penalties we've taken are definitely dumb penalties that we know better than to take. And I think that's part of the, I feel like the forwards need to work on their defensive play the next couple of days. I feel like what's the use? What's the use if McAvoy skates it and Matt Grizzlick was doing it the last couple games. What's the point if your quick puck moving smart defenseman gets the puck in the other zone and all his forwards are lallygagging, just doing whatever they want and actually making the defense's job harder because the defense can't focus on being helping you on the offensive end when they're too busy always trying to be defensive because you're like letting it skirt out, letting, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like just, they need, to, they're one of the smartest teams in the league and they're not playing smart. And that's what concerns me because the Bruins are the type of team, like they could come out game one and just all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, the Boston Bruins are here. And just like, you know what I mean? Like not say put Carolina in their place, but a little like, okay, just so you know, it's not going to be like when you played the Rangers. Right now, they got to be thinking, damn, it was harder to play the Rangers. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's not good whatsoever on that end. But giveaways, the giveaways have got to uh, minimize drastically. I mean, when you give when you have when you have possession and you just letting it go, that's that's got to stop. And today was a was a great example. Um, 19 giveaways. And I mean, and Washington wasn't much better. I mean, they were all, they were at 12, but still. They didn't either today. No, no. And I, I believe, and maybe I'm totally wrong, maybe I'm watching a totally different game, but I feel that the giveaways aren't in the defensive zone. Like you said, the, the, the team looks like they're trying, trying real hard to transition out fast and quick and accurately. But my thing is, is I think the give, a, a bunch of these uh, giveaways are being given away in the offensive zone uh, when, when trying to create scoring chances. Mm -hmm. defense is playing like Tampa Bay or whatever and like uh, that's a loss that they you know no headman or whatever but uh, yeah that's what I feel like it's almost like they're again this goes back to they're not playing cohesive it's like usually everyone's on the same page and nobody and like they're struggling with all their strengths I think is what has me the kind of just I don't understand like what's happening right now. Every now and then the top line disappears because like we said, they're supposed to be the production line, not the perfection line. Okay. So also it can't help when all they hear all day long. Um, that was something I just want to bring up when we're talking about, do you feel, have you got the feeling the last few days that the Bruins players are very annoyed with Bruins media? Like they uh, seem like they're a little short and they're kind of like, you know, just I'm, annoyed at them. And I don't know if it's they're annoyed at themselves so they don't want to go through the, like, same five – you know what I mean? Or just maybe you, piss them off at some point. I don't know. Did you happen to go through the virtual media tour when the bubble was set? No. Okay. Because uh, I don't know exactly how the media is doing all this. I assumed it was um, – I assumed it was um, – by zoom and so on or some other video conferencing well i think so because when because i watched the clips of the different teams you know and their pressers or whatever after and uh i did hear him be like unmute your thing or whatever so i would assume that they probably have some kind of monitor you know what i mean so that the players can see the media on and it's i'm sure limited to 
you know, the NHL media personnel and then whatever play teams that were playing media, you know, get through or whatever, maybe, right. you know, maybe the national ones like ESPN or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I, it must be weird giving an interview or getting interviewed, but it just seems to me that even Brandon Carlo seemed a little annoyed the other day and he's not really, he's usually pretty chill. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? He's, he's, really, he's normally really chill. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just a reflection of their frustration with their own selves and they don't, like, did you see Tortorella's interview the other day? At, like, his interview, it was a minute and 10 seconds and half of it, he just ignored it, which he does anyways. He just ignores any we question suck. he doesn't want to answer. He just is like, oh, like, you'd be like, oh, Mr. Tortorella, what do you think about the, he'd just ignore you as if you literally did not call him by his own name. And then the funniest part to me was like, uh, any more questions for coach? Cause clearly he's not answering anything. And it's like, and he just looks like, Nope. Okay, cool. Bye. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a comedian. That's for sure. Well, the thing that cracks me up about him is cause he's, cause he's so mad. Like he's gonna, he, I can't talk or I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, nope, absolutely. All right. So, Anything else about what you think? So special teams have to be better, especially the power play. I agree. I agree. Um, this, we got to get back on track to where that was, um, which basically was a, a very valued asset in that 100-point season. And I want to see it back. I just want, I want to see my team back. I miss them, you know? Yeah, like, I know. I'm like, where the <laughs> hell – are my Bruins like this is I mean they have times where they're a hot mess I know that they you know no matter how well they play like there are times where it is painful to watch them play but does it have to be right now after I patiently waited for four and a half months for them to come back to play on and, and speak and that segues right into it something I do want to um, finish up with on this on the topic of the next round and the Bruins and Hurricanes um, is is Carolina's last game was on August 4th they made quick quick work of the New York Rangers, so that that could be a possible factor, you know. But who knows when everybody's had the last four or five months off, you know? It's just it's so strange to gauge anything nowadays with with no normalcy. But which, you know, we're treading back that way. But uh, I wonder if like having up up to ten days off, uh, I wonder how that's gonna be with them. So. Should be interesting, and and where the Bruins, um, you know, wh whatever the schedule comes out, and it, it, who's the fresher team, who wants it more, you know, see what happens. Yeah, well, that's part of what's made this all thing so interesting, because you know, it sounded like it might be interesting, and I think they've done a good job with like you know, just whatever. Like it still feels like an intimate game. Like hockey's a weird game where you're in a big thing, but you feel like you're right with them, right there, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but just it really is like totally different teams. Like f that's kind of what's making it fun is that the Bruins are number three instead of the number one team and St. Louis, same thing. They're, they also, you know, like Dallas struggled, you know, so it's interesting to see what's kind of happened to the top teams, right? The, but it's also interesting to see all those other teams, you know, and I mean, I guess on one hand, a lot of these teams heard for four months about how they don't deserve to be in there and they didn't really make the playoffs. You know what I mean? And there's the asterisks and all this other shit. So maybe it gives you a little fire to want to do better. But there's been some upsets that nobody like even because we're at a weird time where we're almost to what would have been normal training camp time. Do you know what I mean? So this could have been what it looked like at the start of a normal season. Yeah. But it's interesting just in the context of the play-ins and the for the Stanley Cup like it's not a normal season it's not you know what I mean like and 
I think it's going to be interesting, but I just need my Bruins to like, I don't know. One, th- one thing I want to do is, is again, I just want to talk and just make sure that everybody realizes that we're huge RAS fans. Um, but I, I need more from him too. I'm caught, you know, there's a lot of times he looked, even a guy, a lot of people on Twitter are pointing it out that, you know, when he does his side to side movements on his knees, those are slower than normal. And, you know, his reaction time doesn't look like it's all, all there to be honest. But, um, you know, if they won this game, I would have rather have him in his history with the uh, the Islanders in his career as he's a 17-5-1 with a 1.88 goals against average and a 9-3-7 save percentage. But we are playing Carolina, so that's it is what it is. Rask's career versus the Hurricanes is 9-4-3, 2.27, and a 9-28. It's not, not bad numbers at all, but um, – He's going to have to uh, live up to his his uh, his over 500 success against this this uh, former Hartford Whalers franchise. Hartford Whalers, that's what I always chant. Hartford Whalers. I just like Brass Bonanza. Um, I <laughs> I don't know. I'm at a loss of words. I'm sorry, people. This isn't the most fun podcast that we've done. It's just. Like I said, you're going to regret not recording with me in the morning when I was like, Trust yeah, me. do it game day. Yeah, like everything was so hopeful. Now it's not even halfway through my day. Trust me. Wait till you hear some of the podcasts this week because I know you're going to be tuned into the Big Bad Bruins pod. I know you're going to probably be tuned into uh, Dump and Change. Those guys I'm really waiting for. I'm waiting for the F-bombs to absolutely go crazy with that crew. It's uh, like my mouth is on their podcast. Yeah, right? Like and- I can- so it's it should be interesting to hear what everybody else is feeling. I'm I'm pretty sure we're not going to be the only uh, grumpy crew on the uh, on the pod waves out there. So I just feel bad because we, if anything, usually have a lot of energy. But Jesus, I can't. Just, <laughs> like I said, I feel like I'm a little like just disoriented being a hockey fan this week. Get, yeah. That's all right. We have a couple days. Let my brain rest. I could. Can't wait until you lose your shit after whatever happens at the draft lotto tomorrow night because you will <laughs> either way lose it. I, would, um, I, I had I had a picture of uh, Chris Johnson, sports net Chris Johnson. Uh, he had the odds of, of the teams that are out of it that are available to get the uh, the first round pick and possibly Alex Lafreniere uh, from the uh, Rimouski Oceanic. And um, so should be interesting. I uh, yeah i am probably gonna lose my shit tomorrow too you are you're already annoyed about the whole entire format oh, the draft was so stupid and it's, it's gonna like be you could have done this tomorrow. you could have done this all in october you give 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 a team a cup you have some time you're doing it online anyway what you know what i'm saying everybody's not going to be in the same building so just dumb stupid draft just kidding that being said, once the actual draft is all settled down, we'll make sure that before the actual draft happens, you get a good, like, you know, draft segment out of your system of who to look for, what you hope for, whatever, oh, yeah. where the Bruins are at for the draft, this and that. I already got my black book. It's too early for that. It's I'm just going to do what I always do, just listen to podcasts about, like, you know, the listings and the rankings and the whatever. Look at some people if I don't know who they are, like if they're international and I haven't really heard of them. 
And then I'm going to let you just do your thing and sit here and go, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And then when the actual draft happens, we'll let you lose your shit on that too later on. All right, yeah. well, we really didn't have that much, really. This was more of a general let's recap. We return to play. Well, at least most teams return to play. <laughs> I don't know if the Bruins return to play. We didn't get off the bus. We return to play soon because now the shit does count. Um, what was the one Blackie sent about the Ask BNG? Were there any more BNGs? Yeah, I don't we know. should do that. Um, I just had it. But um, ba da 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 da. John Gilot, uh one day ago sent, "Will we make it out of the first round?" Hashtag ask B and G. Let's hope so, John. Let's really hope so. I hope that this is just a figment of everybody's imagination. We saw something bad, and all of a sudden, oh, ma- magically delicious! This team comes back and uh, and just trounces this Hurricanes team. They, they they block the the, the the weather the winds and uh, and beat them and move on to the second round and you know we'll see let's hope. I'm sorry I have to laugh like with your <laughs> metaphor and the storm. And just... <laughs> um, yeah, that was terrible. I just had to throw it up there because I was like, okay, wind. It's not a tornado. You know what I mean? I do know that that there's. Um... I would say yes, they'll make it out of the first round. I have to believe that now that they're the number four seed, now that they've kind of had reality. Like, they were riding pretty high, right? Went to game seven last year. They played awesome all season long. Like every team, you know, you have a lull and no one's expecting you to play perfect all the time. I mean, well, this is Boston, so of course they expect you to play perfect. Of course, of course. But real people can't do that. So some people like us are... It is a little unexcusable of what we've looked at. I don't know who to be mad at. The players, the coaching staff, the situation of just, like, the weirdness of the bubble. And, like, maybe they're suffering from depression being in the bubble. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Now they're a week into it, the fun, like, extended road trip with my buddies might be starting to wear off in the tediousness of everyday activity. I don't know. They should make it out of the first round. And I have to believe, like, now it's, like, cool well now that you have to fight for it go out and fight for it like people are laughing at us they're like oh the Bruins and I'm laughing at us I'm like what in the holy crap show Batman is this it's getting better hopefully a couple hard practices will get their asses back in line I don't want to I don't even want to dog about hockey anymore I was so happy about hockey (laughs) (laughs) hashtag ask me and G this is from Chris Blackie, host, one of the great hosts of the Big Bad Bruins podcast. Great to hear those guys last week back on the pod waves after, a, I believe, a three-week hiatus. Um, but he says, what specific things, what specific thing needs to happen in order for them to win the cup? A miracle. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty much that. That's it, um, Chris. So... Um, yeah, I mean, you got to buy in. Everybody's got to buy in. You got to get some quick chemistry going and just let it ride. Let it ride with what you got and, and put everything. You need to put 120%. You got to go well over the bar to get this done, in my opinion. And hopefully it happens. You know, who knows? But um, it's got to be a lot better hockey than what I've been seeing, to, to, be, to be honest with you, because there's going to be teams out there that are real hungry and teams that. Uh, are going to take advantage. Younger teams, in my opinion, like Carolina and 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 some like 
Arizona. You're getting a lot of the, you know, the lower lower teams in the league involved in something like this. So and it's it's good to spread the wealth and everything like that. But these are also teams that you're not overly accustomed to playing all the time on a regular basis, and ones that can absolutely uh, surprise a team. So um, yeah, I mean, there's so many variables. It's crazy. I'm sorry, this is just a random comment for all the crap about, oh, McDavid being out and Crosby and Malkin out and Drysaddle's out and maybe, you know, whatever, Matthews and Marner might be out and all these top players. There are other top players that will still be playing, and you know what I mean? So what? Oh, Alex Ovechkin will still be playing. Like, I'm just saying, like, the idea that those six people are the make-or-break teams in the league, when they are on teams that are not even, like, top-tier teams. Like, they're good, solid team or whatever, but, like, no offense. Like, yes, the Maple Leafs played better the second half, but they're not, like, mind-blowing either. They should be, but they're not because they suck on defense. Uh, and it's not helping Jake Muzzin's gone now. That's not going to help the cause. Also, Warrenski's in tonight, too. Yeah. I didn't think we would see him. Um, and just another random thought. How effing happy do you think that the NHL Central staff was when the Blackhawks and Montreal made it to fight for the first round, into the first round for marketing, for money dollars, for advertising? They're like, cha-ching. <laughs> Just saying, that's good for the league revenue-wise, right? Going to have a lot of crazy hockey people watching longer. So, listen, uh, I just got a tweet from my friend Mike Bond, and he is uh, one of two hosts of the Scuttlepuck podcast, one of my oh, favorite weekly programs, yep, with Dale Horde. Um, great show. Uh, and he commented, I, w I would be completely nonplussed by the round robin. Can't imagine players were up for it and probably didn't want to show anything to uh, opposition. I seriously look at those games as exhibition and would not be worried in the slightest. Thoughts on that? I can see an argument a little bit. I, not defending like Tuca. And sometimes Tuca's just bitchy at the media too and just like whatever. He doesn't, you know. But his comment about, you know, you do have to beat everybody in the long. It doesn't really matter where you're seated. You still have to win four rounds to win the Stanley Cup. So I can kind of see that. Maybe not as uh, pissy as Tuca might have said it, but I can see that. So I can see that maybe, yes, you want to be the number one seed possibly because it's supposed to be a quote-unquote easier, uh, easier route. But I think 2019 taught us anything. If not, there is no easy route to the Stanley Cup Finals. And sometimes all those teams that are supposed to be there are gonzo in the first few games of the two months or whatever. Excuse me, I had a thing on there. And uh, so yes and no. So I don't think they're necessarily throwing things like you were saying. I, I want to hope that they were actually trying a little bit. But I also do think I can see why the top tier teams... Philly was playing for position because they needed it more. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they're playing good hockey. They had to establish themselves. But Tampa, Washington, and Boston, just for example, they're perennials. Like, they're always, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, it probably was more of a conspiracy, so we didn't have to maybe play friggin' Montreal in the first round. No, I'm just kidding. But I do think that if they get a little more warm-up, they're going to bounce back and be fine. And I don't think being in the fourth seed or whatever is that big of a deal because, really, 
it's not so much the first round, it's the second round that always clogs up what, like, the expectations are. Do you know what I mean? Because yep. you get someone sneak in, but that's usually where you have your two and three play and everything else. I don't know. That's a long-winded thing. But I agree with him a little bit, but I ain't saying I ain't worried because today I wanted them to come out and, push, and there was no push. As a matter of fact, they got pushed around a lot in certain areas, and that annoyed me a little bit. Hello, right. Eric Nick. Yeah, so, yeah, to just follow up that, I just, you know, you guys have all heard me whine throughout this whole uh, episode, so I'm, I'm, you guys pretty much know where I stand on that, but, you know, like I said, we could be surprised, and this team just absolutely shows up and, and is a wagon right to the end of the, you know, the cup, so we'll see what happens, but what else do we got? Anything else? I don't know. Any other questions? Um, I had some on Facebook, but we might, I might, because I didn't get a chance to go to them and copy and paste, but I will, and I'll, I'll probably add them to next week's program. I know we got one from the Bruins for Life uh, group, those guys, 25,000 strong over there. They, they, yeah, we post a ton of stuff over there, which Mark McDonald, uh, he's the admin over there, and he, you know, just allows me to post whatever I can so um yeah I mean well we had one review this week no one not a lot of people are following directions people 200 reviews by the 200th episode I'm gonna need you to go out there there's a lot of downtime now that half the teams have been eliminated go rate and review thank you Sheffery or whatever I don't know how to say it I never know how to read there's some strange names on the reviews Okay, but anyways, it says, Awesome Bruins Podcast. This was Monday. Very good Bruins Podcast. 10 out of 10. Excuse me, my kids moving my hot tea. I recommend listening to Mark and Heather. They know what they're talking about. Hey, I don't know if we know what we're talking about, but we certainly talk. Hello, this is Eric. Hello. Say hello. What's up, Byrak? I got puke. <laughs> nice. He's all right, though, right? He's a tough cookie because he's a hockey player. Right? My dancer. Angel's the type of kid that can fall down, smash his face, and get up like that, and then move on. He's trying out some jumping jacks. I don't know. All right, this was very special. I don't have anything else. I'm in a moon. Like, nothing's popped in my head. Like, sometimes this thing's popped in my head. I know this was not as long as we normally do, but I'm not in the mood, and now this is happening. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to end it right here, and uh, thank you to Heather for joining me. As always, it's been awesome. Thank you, Patreon. Thank yes. you, Yes, thank you, Patreon members. Um, please go to patreon.com slash blackandgoldhockeypodcast and donate a dollar per episode. We would love it if you would do that, and we love our continued um, contribu uh, contributors to the financial side of our program. And we have a lot of stuff to give away in the upcoming weeks once the inventory gets a little larger. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. So hopefully we get some more subscriptions. Um, thanks for the shares, the retweets. Uh, everybody at, at blackandgoldhockey.com, the website, uh, 2,000, 2,000 articles is a huge milestone for me. I'm, you know, I started this off as myself and we grew it up to a, a team and a group and an awesome family of 26. And we're looking for more people. So if you want to write, you want a podcast, we're doing a podcast network. Bruins Podcast Network. We might bring on some other shows that cover the league, but primarily it's, 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 it's going to be your go-to for uh, Bruins content on the pod wave. So uh, stay tuned for that. 
Maria from Watertown, she's a constant caller to WEEI 98.5 Sports Hub. She's going to have her own show. We've got Joe Gottsell, uh, Jack Gottsell, he's uh, preparing for a show up there. We're bringing on uh, probably another couple few. So uh, if you want to be a part of the team, send me a, an email. Um, get in touch with the website. You know how to, all the social media that you, you see right now. And uh, that's for the YouTube video viewers, I'm sorry. At but, Black and Gold Pod and at Black and Gold 277. That's me. So that's anyway, uh, we will just end it right there. I thought this was, uh, it was, it was a tough one, but we've got a lot of things that we talked about off our shoulders. Hopefully that our next program will be um, talking about maybe possibly uh, a Br Boston Bruins win over the Carolina Hurricanes or possibly two. That would be awesome because I really want to get out of this funk, but I, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the, the next challenge for this Bruins team um, as a, an emotional standpoint. You know, where are they, you know, uh, do they really want it or are they just being here? So, um, and, and maybe if the uh, schedule comes out, uh, we might do a bonus pod um, and um, maybe have some guests come in and, and talk about it. maybe like a round table maybe like an hour discussion with some yeah, some of some I of us do a round table. that'll be fun okay yeah well then we'll right. get on that we'll talk about that so anyway thank you very much for everybody listening and everything you do for the black and gold podcast team and the website uh, there's just, just a bunch of class acts out there that really take care of us and we're moving our stuff forward and we appreciate that that stuff does not go unnoticed here uh, as a family so uh, take care, and, and, and hopefully we just get some plug away on this Boston uh, Bruins team, and we promise to be back with a little more positivity next week. So take All care, right, everybody. Real quick, let's ask Eric, who's down here behind me. Eric, are the Bruins going to look better versus the Carolina Hurricanes? Yeah! Are we going to beat the Carolina Hurricanes in this seven-game series? He's a little, Jerry's out on that one, I guess. He's like, oh, well, I don't know. Looking better is one thing. Winning's another. Okay, bye, guys. Eric, Eric, if you were to have an, a betonline.ag account, would you take the over or under in this series? Over. Okay. All right, I'm doing it. Go to betonline. Thank you to those guys for uh, having our backs and uh, continuing along with us. Eric, take care, buddy. <laughs> bye. Let's go, Bruins. <laughs> Dad says hi. Thanks again for listening to and supporting the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com, and by following the show on Twitter at blackandgoldpod. Peace out.